Hello there, this is Dr. Jose Saldiva, and welcome to the First Year Experience Podcast. Joining me today to my right is... Cynthia Saavedra. Cynthia is the director of the Mexican-American Studies Program here on campus and a faculty member. Uh, also joining me is... Cynthia Saavedra. So today is the Cynthia Show. Uh, hopefully, uh, they'll have a lot to say. I'm actually sure they will. Today, we're talking about self-care. Uh, and by self-care, I mean the things we do or the things maybe we should be doing to take care of ourselves. Uh, sometimes we lose sight of our health and our well-being. Um, that is the emotional, the spiritual, the physical. Um, we get caught up in sort of the grind of going to classes and getting things done, often to the, at the detriment of our own health and our own well-being. And so I invited them here today to, to talk about this. What is it that how do we pay attention to ourselves? How do we take care of ourselves in ways that are healthy and, and good for us? Because uh, there are ways, right, that we can pay attention to ourselves that are unhealthy. Um, and so you know, let's try and focus on what do we do to take care of ourselves in a positive, healthy way? Who wants to start? Cynthia, would you like to start? I'll start. Um, so for me, as a speaking to you now in this moment, self-care is very important um, because of the demands, right? Um, or the demands of, of, of the job have created the necessity or the push that I needed to take care of myself, to go back and think of, or to, to reflect and think of, how can I balance life? So to me, the, that, that's the first question of self-care, balance, balancing life, work, uh, family, fun, um, relaxation and just time set time out right so that to me is is the like how I define self-care um, you know exercise is to me now also the biggest thing in thinking about uh, disease illnesses um, my father for example dying of a heart attack how do I avoid that how do I avoid not being part of something that like my, my routine being medicine 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 like my dad was like he used to lay out all his pills in front in the morning like five or you know eight of them and like that's that was his all prescription medication and so in in my moment now and it has been for the past since he passed away almost 10 years I've been on a journey of making sure that I don't end up that way I mean we all are gonna die true but I don't want to die a life. I don't want to have a life where I'm conditioned by uh, or or feel better through prescription drugs or you know. So that that's where I am in my moment right now. What self care is, and then later on I could share other types of self care that I think are important, but don't I don't think people qualify them as self care. I think you you bring up a good point here when you frame it around where I'm at now, right? Because I think we're all sort of in progress. Mm -hmm. uh, towards just improving ourselves. I'm reminded, and I think about myself, I, I spend a lot of time exercising and I always tell people that's what keeps me sane. I think if you know me, I'm generally very positive, I'm always smiling. I don't know if I'd be that person if I didn't exercise and make that a part of my life. And I, it's always been a part of my life since I was young and my father was a runner and so my father introduced me to running in junior high. And going a week without it, I feel it. I feel it in my body. I feel it in my attitude, in my outlook. Um, and so for me, that became essential to, to who I was and 
as when I was going through school, I think about this grind and I think about like as an adult, the, just the grind of work and the obligations and the responsibilities. And for many of our students, I see they start that early. For them, they're working two, there's sometimes three jobs, they're providing at home, they're taking 12 plus hours. And I don't see very many of them making time for themselves. And I know for me, when I was a student and even now, it, it, I have to make a point of that. I have to make that a, a priority. Just as everything else, just as work, um, my commitment to my family, my relationships, it, I have to make it a priority. How had you, you said, you know, your, your father's death sort of made you maybe refocus, helped you make your health a priority. Um, was it just then that you decided to make your health a priority or, or you know, did, how about before that? How were you taking care of yourself? Before that, I, I was, but I wasn't as I had. I did not have it as a priority, just like you said. I don't think it was. I always thought you need you need to exercise. You need to, you know. And and when I was doing my PhD program and working full time as a teacher and also taking courses for getting my teaching certification. So just imagine, right? PhD certificate, going back to classes for certification and trying to write a dissertation. I was very stressed out I discovered yoga so that was prior to my father's death yoga saved my life I always say because it helped me balance uh, to awaken a balancing perspective towards my life and many things and so and that was just a few years before my dad passed away so that so that already started a few years before and it was through the stress of being pulled from so many things that yoga and running actually because I started training for a half marathon then I discovered there was yoga for runners and that's how it all started and but after the, my first yoga class I thought oh my god this is like what is this I so I signed up for twice a week you know and then and then that's that kind of started uh, so it was a little bit even before my dad passed away like a year actually that's when it was all you know about two years about two years I started to see that there was a need for this kind of balancing and exercises and, and yoga and relaxation but when my father's death that was like the push like boom you've got to do this and you got to do this now what advice what would you tell students so you've got 19 18 19 20 year olds and speaking for myself I remember it being 18 19 as long ago as that was, and feeling invincible. Yeah. Feeling like, one, I could eat anything I wanted, I could do anything I wanted, and never gave a second thought to my health. Never gave a second thought to, like, even staying up all night, pulling an all-nighter, mm -hmm. right? And never thinking about the consequences or how that was affecting my body, uh, my outlook, you know, anything like that. What do we tell... 18, 19 year olds who still feel like I'm invincible. I can do anything. I still feel like that way. <laughs> <laughs> Which is probably why I don't exercise. So maybe I need to hear the advice. <laughs> so you still feel that way? I do. I do. I still feel like I'm 37 and I don't feel 37. I feel like great and most of the times that I'm not feeling well, it's because I skip lunch. So like talking about self, I don't even know if I should be in this conversation of, you know, self-care and because I am not, I don't know how to do that. 
And a lot of my self-care comes from um, not so much the exercising and the eating right, but I've always been really good at there's time for work, there's time for family, there's time for friends. And so when I'm in those moments, I'm not thinking about work when I'm at my daughter's fifth birthday. I'm not thinking about when I'm doing work as hard as it can be. I'm not focusing on, oh my God, my daughter needs this and this and that. I think that's when we kind of run ourselves down. And those moments where I find myself thinking about family at work or vice versa is, is when I feel run down, where I feel that I'm not taking care of myself. Well, and so how do you, how have you been able to to separate or even compartmentalize in your life? Because I, I, I mean, I, 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 because I struggle with it. That's something that I've always struggled with. As much as I pay attention to my health and how I'm feeling, I, you know, sometimes I can't fully concentrate. You know, I'm in class and I mean, I am thinking about, you know, I'm thinking about my wife, I'm thinking about my nieces or, or my parents and their health and if they're not feeling well or and things like that, right? How, how do you do? Well, for me, I, I suffer from anxiety. And I don't know if it's medically proven or not proven, but I think it's hereditary, right? Because I have cousins and I have an aunt. And so for me, if I allow myself to go to those places, then I might have an anxiety attack at work. So I think at a very young age, I had to learn how to not focus in on those things because then it becomes something that I feel physical and my heart starts racing and I want to avoid that. So I don't know if it's just something that I've learned how to do. I, and I wouldn't even know how I learned how to do it. It's just- Well, no, I think you hit on it, right? You said you, you don't allow yourself to focus on those things. I think there's something instrumental in that for our students, right? Um, I think a lot of our students come to, to class and come to us carrying a lot of things. And, and so I think helping them to, to kind of not focus right to, you know, in one of our other podcasts, one of our guests talked about being present, living in the moment. And so being sort of fully present in whatever it is that you're doing and not focusing on these other things that demand our attention. But for those, for being in that moment, you can step away. Right. And I, I think it sounds like you're, you're able to do that. I don't know, how, how, how does one do that? Because I, you know, I, I struggle with that. And, and as much as I can tell my students that, for, my, for me, for myself, it's still something I, I'm struggling with and I'm still kind of learning how to master. I, I don't know, can either of you speak to that and give us some advice? Well, it seems that this Cynthia <laughs> um, is in a way has maybe inadvertently created a mindfulness about it. She's mindful about it because she doesn't want to have an anxiety attack. Um, so when that thought comes, she's like, no. And that's like a mindfulness tactic, right? As a thought comes in, you either say, you know, and this yoga can teach us this, or, or in life experiences, right? I, I use yoga because that's how I was introduced to it. But as thoughts come in, we're taught to, to observe them, acknowledge them, and let them go. Right. So if we can do that and catch ourselves when our minds start or creating stories like, oh, my God, he said this, she said that. Da, 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 and you're creating a whole movie about something, you know, and that about a mix about like a text message. Right? Yes. Or like you, a non-response to a text message. And it's like, oh, my God, they're mad at me. What happened? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and so mindfulness would go, wait a minute. Yeah. You don't know. Mm -hmm. You know, you don't know right now. And so it, it's catching yourself. And I think you've been able to kind of somehow been able to do that you know and I think maybe there's something to us as humans that that's where we are always but we we get caught up in the craziness of life 
right? So, but I would say mindfulness is like a tactic that we can use for bringing ourselves to the present moment. Interesting. You know, I lost my father, same pills, had a heart attack. And it was one of those things where you always, like that's the one man you think is always gonna live forever, right? And then from one day to the next without a warning, they're Mm -hmm. gone. Mm -hmm. And that to me taught me that you really do need to live in the moment because if you're worried and stressed about so much, life passes you by and you miss out on these really great opportunities of like bonding or developing relationships or even just learning. If you're so focused in on the bills that you have to pay when you're in the middle of a class, then are you really taking advantage of your full college experience? I think she knows more about self-care than she thinks she does. <laughs> yeah, she's <laughs> But you know why? Because I think self-care is marketed in a different way. The spa, the you know, the massage, the these things that require a lot of money. And self-care is not about money. It's not about having money to do these expensive like take a trip, go on vacation, you know, relax. You have to go on vacation to relax. No, you can do that five minutes before you go to bed, five minutes when you start your day, five minutes during lunch. You know, so I think self the whole self-care industry has gone completely corporate, right? Or completely this marketing gig thing. And so I think everyday people find ways to cope with stress, with life, you know? And I think those are the, those are the, I think the messages we can give our students, not the go buy this, you know, this chair that helps you relax, you know, that vibrates or whatever, but it's just the, the everyday things that we do, how we navigate through stress, and how we balance our lives. That, that to me is the self-care. And I guess for me, when I hear self-care, I always focus in on the exercise, right? Like you need to exercise. And I've never, never been able to exercise. Like I just, I can't do it. And I don't know what it is about me that it just doesn't work. And people always say, oh, you exercise in the morning, you feel so much better. And it's like, no, I'm tired. <laughs> I am so tired when I wake up for a 5 a.m. spinning class and I'm cranky and that doesn't work for me. So what advice y'all have out there for people like me who just can't get into the groove of exercising? Well, I think you you hit on a very important point, right? It's, it's not for me. And I think you finding what works for you. I think you, your example of being able to disassociate or just step away from these other priorities and responsibilities in sort of a timely manner, right? Not that they don't, that you totally lose sight of them or, or don't focus on them, but sort of you give them the time they need when it's needed, right? when it's demanded. Um, and I think to your point about self care being sort of it's marketed to us in a it's packaged in a very particular way, right? And so when we think of self-care, we, we think of those things, never thinking about those five minutes, right? And, and five minutes of meditating or just deep breathing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I used to have a gentleman come into my class and he would walk us through a deep breathing exercise. And it took us 10, 15 minutes. But every time he was done and we'd all kind of like come out of our, our, of our meditation, everybody felt better and our bodies felt better and we felt like our minds felt clearer right and so there are so many things that i think we can do for self-care um but again it is looking past sort of the stuff that's marketed to us even the exercise because even the exercise right it, it doesn't work for everybody sometimes we can go overboard with that 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 becomes something that can become harmful to us as well 
um, for all of the exercise that I was doing in college, my sophomore year was, for some reason or another, and I, I've never been able to put, put a finger on it, my sophomore year was really tough. And that was, that was the year I, I failed a class. It felt just gloomy. Every day felt gloomy for me. And so I remember I dealt with it because I would get out of work, worked on campus, and I'd get out of work at about 4.45. And I'd walk across the quad and I'd go sit in the chapel. And I would just sit in the chapel and kind of just, just sort of lose myself at the chapel. And I did that every day. And that always made me feel better. Um, I wasn't exactly a very spiritual person, but for me, it, it, it just brought this peace for me. Uh, and so yeah, that was something that, that was easy, right? Just going and sitting and, and finding 10, 15 minutes to do that. Um, and so I think that's important, right? Figuring out, finding what works for us. Mm -hmm. uh, but I think too often, I think maybe do we, do we neglect it? Do we neglect ourselves, taking care of ourselves, do you think? Do we? Like, do we, do we not, think, do we overlook ourselves? I, I think we also live in this like martyr society, right? Like who is the best employee? They're the ones that work the longest hours or the ones who give themselves, you know, as mothers, like I look at my mom and she never, still to this day doesn't want to go to the doctor and it's part of like this badge right like as much as I suffer I'm your you know I'm your mom like I take all the pain and and so that kind of goes against the whole resistance of self-care you know now that I'm a mom there are times when like she did everything for us when we were kids and I'm so grateful for it but when I look back it's like my mom didn't have a life all we did was she was with us on the weekend she was with us eight to five and and as a kid I appreciate it but then now as an adult I'm like my poor mom you know I wish she would have had friends outside of family I wish she would have done things and traveled and and you know she'll sit there and tell you like oh no that wasn't for me but now that I'm a mom I find myself like this whole notion of like me time and when do I find me time? And and it's kind of conflicting with my mom's idea of motherhood because my mom doesn't understand the, like, why do you want to go to dinner with your friends? Isn't, you know, <laughs> dinner with your daughter enough? And it's like, not every day, all the day. You know, like I miss adult conversation. You can only talk about, you know, Disney Junior for so long, right? <laughs> um, and I don't know how she did it, but she did it and she loved it. But I think we need to be more aware and, and it's okay as mothers, it's okay as workers to, to take a step back and take time for ourselves. And it doesn't make me less of an employee if I'm not giving 80 hours a week to my job. What advice would you give students in terms of finding balance? Because I mean, just in the conversation here, it sounds like you know we neglect something, some aspect of our lives, oftentimes it's ourselves, right? And, um, not paying attention to, to to that time we give ourselves to, to focusing just on, on making sure that we're good. Right. How do we find balance? And yeah, how, do, how does one find balance in a life? I'm not, I'm not suggesting. <laughs> <laughs> the blank stares on your faces, maybe, maybe you all haven't found balance. It's, but. A, it's, it's, it's the thing, it's, it's, um, it's, to me, it's like paying attention. You gotta pay attention to yourself, right? If you're feeling overworked, that's a time to say, okay, how am I, I'm out of balance. I, I can tell you this from a yoga perspective. When I do tree pose, tree pose shows us, you know, many poses shows balance, but tree pose is the best one. 
sometimes my tree pose is on. It's like perfect. Sometimes I can't even lift my foot. I'm at, so even my yoga poses reflect that I'm out of balance. And so for me, it's a, to me, every, every, everywhere I go, everything I do now, it's like, oh, you know, my tree pose was off. What, what other thing in my life is off? So, you know, I keep asking myself those kinds of things. And, and I, for me, yoga has been one of those remind, it helps me remind me of my life. Like, okay, if I'm not doing this in yoga, then something's off. If I'm, if I'm holding my breath while I'm doing a pose, I must be holding my breath when I'm doing something at work and I need to like relax into whatever I'm doing. You know, so, so, so that's why it's helpful to do things like yoga or, 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 or create some kind of routine that might help you, you know, focus, reflect on your life. So to me, that reflection part helps us seek balance, right? That, that's, that would be my, like, my take on that and my advice. I think I think it's also okay like to not like there's going to be moments in your life whether it's finals week or whatever where there's going to be that one aspect of your life that overwhelms everything else and that's just the way life is you know and I think that it's okay if we find ourselves in those moments but we need to be mindful that we make up with it the next week or that if we are working hard and we're not spending time with family. Okay, I can't do that right now because I have this big project. But you know what? Next weekend, I'm leaving my phone at home and I'm giving you all of my time and attention. And sometimes that's how balance comes. Can I say something what she said? Because I think it's really important because this is one of my other things about the way we can care for ourselves or do self-care uh, in different ways. Knowing, your, uh, having boundaries, being able to say no is another form of self-care, right? Knowing what your limits are, also being able to say, my plate is full, I cannot do anymore. Just being honest, right, with kindness, but be honest, um, and and I think that is another form of self-care because I also have good friends that just keep saying yes and yes and yes, and then even the work suffers or the, the, the favor they're gonna do suffers because they're just too much, so I think you know, back, and also back to Cynthia's thing about her, her, her perception of what a mom or how she is as a mom is uh, how we take on roles as well, right? And a lot of times mothers are supposed to be self-sacrificing and that's not necessarily true. And when we do say, you know what, I want to go with my friends and have a dinner with adults, society will say you're selfish and we need to also just ne don't let that get to us because no you know who says that what is the right way to be a mom right and so so knowing having boundaries saying no and challenging stereotypes of our roles is also another form of self-care because otherwise we'll take the role with the stereotype and then we're beholden to it and then we carry it like a ton of bricks on our back right and that's not self-care i mean that then you're not caring for yourself and it's also our role as children right because like how do you say no to a parent or if your family is expecting you to to do this and to do that, it's really hard. Um, I went to school in Ohio, and I think that's why I graduated in four years. Because I think if I would have been in the valley, it would have been a lot harder for me to say no to family obligations because of this notion of being considered selfish or this notion of, oh, now we're not important to you or, oh, now you're getting educated. You think you're better than us. And so it's really hard, I think, for me to say no to, to family and to family obligations. And so, like, how do you negotiate all that? And, and I, I think that's a great point. I think both Frank, both suggestions 
But I think your story, especially with our students, right? That that is something that that I, as a faculty member, see all the time. Right? You can't say no, and even as a single child, you know, um, I always tell my students how I stay in the area, going to college. I don't know that I would have finished in four years, um, and because of those obligations, because of the roles that you take on, and and in in my relationship with my parents. I assume a lot of those roles um, and roles for others as well, and responsibility for others. And I don't know if I would have been able to do it, but you know, I, I think that's important. Right, being able to say no, being able to say, I can't right now. You know, suggested I can't right now, but I can make next week. Next week, I can, I can, I can do those things, or I can do more for you next week, um, or even for our students. And saying no right now. This is an investment in my time now, you know, for down the road, for being in a better position to help my family and my friends down the road. Thank you guys. Really Thank um, you. informative and it was just it's a good talk. So thank you. Um, so that concludes this week's episode of the First Year Experience uh, podcast. Tune in next week um, and we'll see you then.